Welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Batchadamia. We've got uh, Danielle and we've got Bill today. So <laughs> if you remember, here's how we're going to do this we're going every two weeks. And we'll rotate who is on the show. So today you get us. If you wanted Kim, sorry. I want Kim here too instead of me, but we can't always get what we want. How are you, Danielle? Good. It's We're recording on a Friday and Fridays oh. are fun days. So yeah. yeah. I have to teach on Fridays, um, but like right after we're done recording this, but I think it's good because I, I feel like I'm like, by the time I'm done, I'm like in a good mood. It's like I've, I've tried out all my jokes um so i can reuse them in class if they got a good laugh from danielle so are there any are there any jokes that you've told this semester that just were real zingers uh i told the story about how one time when elaine was teaching um a class about dating she signed up for ashley madison um as a like like you know academic exercise and uh then ashley madison got hacked and like we got like sixty five thousand dollars taken out of our bank account of which we only had about five thousand dollars so (laughs) and then we didn't have money for like a week while the bank sorted it out um but i think the students thought the story was going to go a whole nother way because i said ashley madison and they were like all into it and then elaine and i was like and then we got hacked and they're like well this is so I thought it was a good story. At one point, I was like, put it back in your pants, guys. Like, this isn't going where you think it is, okay? <laughs> so, what about you? you have any big big jokes that have landed this, this month? So, I asked my students if we could create a opening ritual for the class. Ooh. And so, what they decided on is that we would first stretch for a couple of minutes. And then I would ask them a riddle. And af- and then after the riddle, we would jump into the content for the class. And so I have printed off these like really terrible riddles for the students. And they're geared at probably like seven-year-olds. <laughs> How you and I coexist peacefully in this world is beyond me. <laughs> if I was in your class, I'd be like, no, no, no. Like they chose this. They chose this for themselves. And so we've been we've been doing some um pretty easy riddles. Um That's next awesome. week they might graduate to like middle school riddles and we'll work our way up to the graduate level. So I love it. That yeah, is so fun. It. It's it's been not my cup of interesting. Tea, yeah, I would be the guy in the back, like you'd be like, go to stretch, and I'd be like, I'm done. I don't like to stretch in front of people. My students are stretchers. I mean, it's not like we're gearing up for a race or something. You know, we're just like standing quick. We're usually just talking about our week. Okay. And and that's that. It's not like one, two, three, four, touch your toes. It's not like football practice where you like call out like two, five, one, Colonels. Yeah. yeah. All right. Although now I really want to do that. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I have a question of the day, but I actually feel like that uh, suffice. This is a short question of the day. All right. Uh, what is your stance on heart-shaped Valentine pizza? I bring this up because Kim, uh, co-host Kim, 
posted uh, a reminder that heart-shaped pizza is actually smaller than a full circle pizza. And so I think she is anti-heart-shaped pizza. Um, one time in college, I was dating a girl and she had a dad that was like kind of over the top and was like, we always do stuff together, my daughters and I on Valentine's Day. And so I called the Pizza Hut and ordered a heart-shaped pizza, but I was like, can you break it in half? Like it's a, like it's a jagged heart, like it's broken. And then I got it for the both of us. And she's like, that's a bit over the top, Bill. <laughs> then we broke up. It was and then we broke up. It yeah. No. The broken heart pizza is always a harbinger. Yeah. So I, I am anti heart pizza. I don't get it. And having worked in a pizza place, them damn heart shaped pizzas are hard to make. As I'm all for. I'm all oh, for the heart-shaped pizza. You're pro pizza in any shape. Give me a pizza with a smiley face on it. Like food that is joyful, bring it on. <laughs> I want a dino-shaped pizza. Ooh. Like, could you get me a stegosaurus pizza? We have lots of dino-shaped um nuggets, chicken yeah. nuggets in our house. Oh, I love a good dino nugget. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's been my hard-hitting question for the day. <laughs> Go, anything else to add i i mean i had to think for a while i didn't understand why anybody would be anti-heart-shaped pizza i mean mm -hmm. i'm persuaded by the idea that it's maybe smaller than regular pizza but generally if it's pizza i'm in i shape doesn't really matter we did it at the pizza place that i worked at and i just remember because the guy wouldn't buy the mold and so we had to stretch it by hand and like, you know, I'm basically a bear that's learned to talk. It's like, I am not an artsy person. And so I could never figure out really how to do it well. And it was just, I would sweat. So now I'm sweating on your pizza, trying to stretch it right. It was horrible. <laughs> I also like that. Like, this is like your, your interaction with art. You're like, I once <laughs> made an art, a heart shaped pizza. <laughs> and and then I was yeah. like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh. That's fantastic. All right. You ready for the two-minute recap? Yeah. Put put our hearts in all of our eyes as you recap Ooh, this episode. So full disclosure, right before we started recording, Danielle is like, hey, remember, you got to do two weeks worth of review. And so uh, I didn't know that. Um, so here's what I have to say about the first week. Uh, so which would be last week. So not this the episode this week, but the week before. Um, all we remembered of note uh, was that uh, Christina, right? That's her name, Christina. Um met his parents and then she disclosed that she has a child and he seemed really into it. Um, and then I can't really remember really anything else. Do you have well, any, in fairness to you, you have had like surgery since then. I did. Yes. That was the night before or a day before I had surgery. So, um, and then I was just like laced on painkillers for like three or four days. It was glorious. And so I kind of, that's, we call that the foggy period of uh, this semester. So how are you recovering? I'm good. They tell me to, uh, I'm not supposed to walk with a cane. I'm supposed to walk as normal as possible. So everyone on campus is like, I thought you had surgery. And I'm like, I did. And then I feel like I have to explain it because I feel like they don't believe me. Um, but then I bled through my jeans on Monday because I pulled a stitch out and I felt like that was really like, I should have just carried the jeans around. So, yeah, well, I, I know that last time we recorded, we did let our listeners know that you were going to have a surgery. So I thought they might want an update. 
That's true. And I thought I thought I would like 80% I would make it out alive. So still here, guys. I'm still kicking. I'm so what were yes. So you know, Bill did make it. And Christina had a one-on-one. Yes. And Christina has a kid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he seemed nervous. Zach seemed yeah. nervous about that, but he seemed to come around to the idea. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He talked about like, oh, I, you know, I kind of, and almost like he was saying, and I think this is legitimate, like, I want to be selfish. Like, I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I'm ready to have a kid, which I think is the right way to do it. Um, uh, but then he seemed to like, we'll keep moving forward. So, yeah. So then we go to this week. Um, and uh, there was a date. Um, let's see. Who had the first date? It was Katie. I'm I'm really bad at the names. I feel like there's a whole bunch of variations on Catherine and they're all blonde. Um, so but they yes. yeah, uh, they go to uh, the, the museum um, and apparently they get to run around the museum. It's a natural history museum. Uh, Danielle was watching at our house, so we had to look it up. And there is one in San Bernardino. Um, cause we had a debate if it was in Chicago, that's the, um, Sheds Museum. I thought it was the one in, um, New York. It wasn't that, um, so on and so forth. So, uh, they ran around, they looked at dinosaurs. My favorite line was dinosaurs are big. And then Zach is like, yeah, we probably wouldn't be alive very long if they were here with us. It was bad. So then, um, and then they spend the night together in like a tent. Um, and then they have this idea to push together the beds. Uh, I have had to push beds together with my wife before. Uh, it never works out well. So listen, kids, if you are with someone you really like and it's like your first night together, uh, like and, and you're with your family and they're like, you have to sleep in these two separate beds. Just don't push the beds together because someone ends up in the crack, the Grand Canyon, they fall through. No one likes it. So um then danielle is texting me um i'm cutting up for her sorry danielle um so then um they uh they get done with that then they do what everybody loves which is the um the bachelor bowl uh they split up into teams and uh they run into each other and then they end up um and then they end up uh doing you know one team wins the other team feels bad um and then they go to the uh late night date um and then is it are you caught up now danielle can you hear me or am i still lagging i can (laughs) every i can hear you right now okay good sorry Um, if you've seen like funny faces oh yeah yeah yep you were texting you were making fun danielle faces it was amazing um, but it was mostly me just droning on in my nasally voice. So, which is what the people come to hear, obviously. Right. Um, so then Christina, um, ends up in this one on, or this like group date where they take the team that won. I couldn't tell you who won. Frankly, I think the football thing's kind of weird. Um, and then they sit down and, um, somebody gets a rose. Who was it that got the rose? Do you remember? Danielle, do you remember who got the rose? Uh-oh, Danielle froze. Oh, man, things are going horribly, folks. Um, 
So we'll wait. Is it charity? Charity, yes. <clears throat> so charity um, gets the rose, and then um, Christina. I'm so bad with the names, guys. Um, Christina says some mean stuff to her. Everyone cries. They're mad. Um, then uh, he goes on a date with. Um, I need just like bullets instead of vulture, like this long thing. Um, <laughs> who's the person he went skydiving with? He went skydiving with some person. Um, Bailey. Was it Bailey? I don't know. Anastasia? No. Oh, Allie. There I'm we go. so sorry that I'm no help. No, it was Allie. So Allie and him go Bailey? on. Yeah, Allie Pardon. and him. Allie and him go on a uh, skydiving date, um, and then they uh, come down. Allie really hits the ground hard. Um, they go out to dinner, um, and they, she gets the rose. They do great. And then Griffin Palmer, who nobody knows who he is, and he is as much of an AI uh, creation as Zach, who is not a real person. He's just part of the simulation. Griffin Palmer is part of the simulation as well. Um and then, Did you know that Griffin Palmer apparently like won some singing contest on like NBC or something like oh, that? Oh, that makes sense. I wonder if it was on ABC and then they are like, yeah, promoting their own. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's better than a lot of times where it's like, who is this person? Um, and he was like that like rock country kind of combo. So I, I'm not buying his album is what I'm saying. Um, then uh, Jesse Palmer comes in and is like, hey, you know what? We're not going to have a, um, a cocktail party. And they're all like, oh, and then he's like, we're going to have a pool party. And they all get excited. Um, and then they all look really good in their bikinis and him in his swim trunks. I appreciate that he is rocking the chest hair. Finally, we have somebody who isn't like totally waxed as one of the men. Um and then um, uh, Brianna basically comes in and tells Zach that uh, Christina's really mean. Um, and then she leaves, which I thought was amazing. And then Zach is like, turns into a full detective. He holds what I like to call a departmental meeting, the same way I would, where he's like, we need to talk about a few things here. And um, they do that. And then he goes to Christina. Christina starts crying, says, help me, help me, help me. They have the rose ceremony. And Christina goes home. Anything to add, Danielle? That was great, Bill. Thanks. Danielle has now turned off her camera, um, which is A-OK -okay to me, uh, because she is, we're having internet issues. All right, we're back, everybody. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Danielle, can you hear me? I can hear you. It's exciting. Got that. No, I was just doing that. I was making <laughs> okay, so uh, we've got our three concepts. Um, so we made it three episodes before someone ratted out another contestant. Um, what do you think? Do you think this was warranted, her ratting her out? Okay, so I have a lot of feelings about all the stuff that happened with Christina. Because on one hand, I felt like she was talking about her one-on-one. -on -one in a way that probably was annoying. Uh -huh. But I do think that there's a difference between someone being annoying and someone that is intimidating or threatening you or being like rude to you. And it's clear that her talking about their one-on-one -on -one was both annoying and getting into the other women's heads 
Uh-huh. But like, I also was like, I don't know that that's her being vicious in any way. She's just not socially aware. Yeah, I I had a hard time with the bullying accusations that kept getting thrown around because it's like, I don't really think that she was bullying. She was just kind of being inept. <laughs> so what was interesting, I had read several posts on Instagram that apparently Christina was incredibly drunk, especially uh, the first night. Okay. And that when she was really drunk, like she was kind of flirting with and hitting on other women. Okay. was kind of handsy in ways that other people weren't comfortable with. So I do wonder how much we were seeing. Yeah. Interesting. Like they edited that part out. Right. Because you would think that that would probably be some good show fodder. But I guess Uh. what they did do is create sort of the storyline that her and Zach had this really strong connection. Yeah. And she got to meet his parents and, you know, all of that stuff. And so, I mean, I will say the first episode that isn't, so the second episode, the first episode where we really get to see dates and stuff like that, she really was sort of presented as the front runner. Yeah. And I think that that, made this week's episode all the more shocking because they were able to sort of paint her in this really like likable way right? and shift her storyline this week. And so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. What did you think about the uh, mic drop walk-off though? Like I thought this was different than a lot of other times where people rat out because it's like, I like you and I want you to like me, but I'm having this hard time where this girl was like, I'm leaving. But before I leave, you need to know some, it's like a deathbed confession. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. I felt like she was sort of saying, I can disclose this information to you. I can rat her out precisely because I've decided not to stay. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we finally get this to work and now I'm like coughing at you all. (laughs) The wheels are coming off our wagons, folks. (laughs) Sorry about that. You're going to make it, Danielle? Uh Uh-oh. I'm I'm concerned about your health. Oh, sorry. Unmute yourself. And here we thought it was Bill that might have only a short time left. (laughs) (laughs) I I tried to mute you there so that you didn't have to worry about it picking up your coughing, but then it wouldn't let me unmute you. So I can (laughs) mute you, but I can't unmute you, which seems like a weird, a weird shift of power. This recording's going really well, y'all. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I do think our content is fine, but our technical difficulties are there. We're making Um, it work. Yeah, so I felt that she was using in some ways her decision to leave as a justification for her to be able to rat somebody else out. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't know because I'm not sure exactly what we were seeing. It did seem like 
it did seem unnecessary in some ways to share this information with him. Like from our perspective as watchers, it's like, okay, so this person's just talking about their one-on-one too much. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out where the, like this person's horrible and they're bullying me and they're being mean came from, but maybe there was more stuff. Yeah. I do think she got annoying in this episode. Oh, she was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to like her in the first episode, but I kind of (laughs) did. And then the second episode, I was like, okay, maybe my gut instinct on this person is wrong. And then in this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why initially yeah, like her. She was exactly who we thought she was. Mm-hmm. All right. Second concept. Anyone having particularly good conversations that are going to lead to a deep romantic connection? Not that they're giving us any insight into. I... So here's the thing that's interesting. So he goes on a date with Katie and they're at this museum, which by the way, would be a date that I would really enjoy. Um, and you can't convince me that they weren't there all night and didn't have some really serious conversations. And for whatever reason, it seems like we just aren't privy to that. Like if we get little snippets, it's like, oh, I like you so much. Or like, oh, I yep. can't believe that you know, you dated people that weren't good to you in the past. And it just all feels so surface level. And I'm kind of intrigued by that because you would think from like a production standpoint that having those disclosures of real stuff and those intimate conversations would actually be things that viewers would be into. And so, um, I'm kind of intrigued by the lack of it because I just can't imagine them spending that many hours together and not having more of an in-depth conversation than what we were privy to. Yeah, that well, that's why I asked it because it just seemed like they're not having any like meaningful conversations. And I mean, people get married and they have very unmeaningful conversations for quite a while until they do. Um, and they just like, they take dating very slowly, but obviously this doesn't lend itself to it. Usually there's like one or two front runners that are really like, you can tell that there's a, an attraction there and it just seems like it's just, yeah. Well, well, and I mean, on top of that, we don't really know Zach, right? Yeah. So we haven't heard any of Zach's story. So usually some of the contestants do have pretty interesting stories. And the closest that we've gotten to that is Christina and her yep. disclosure is, she has a kid. Yep. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's been pretty surface. And, you know, again, maybe that's just because AI is writing this entire episode. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, I feel like we're getting exactly from Zach what we expected we would like just very, you know, when we're like, who is he? We don't know anything about him. You know, obviously everyone's joked about how he's just kind of like a, like a stand-in, like he's any random person you could pull off the street, average. Yeah, so. Well, and because of that, too, you know, they did have this almost overnight date. Uh-huh. And she comes back, and she's clearly smitten. And you're sort of, like, left going, like, okay, why? Like, what is it that makes him such a catch? I mean, he's always really nice. Yeah. But, like, there, there's not been anything interesting enough 
Well, she's kept saying no one's ever done anything romantic for me. And so there is some research around there where it's like, like really exciting dates. So skydiving, um, you like misattribute your excitement for that, for the person. And so I'm sure that like really romantic things, it's like someone does something for you and it's like, they're a great person where it's like, well, they did one thing and it's just so unexpected that you're like, oh God, they're always going to be this romantic. So. Well, and it's sort of like things that are romantic too at the start mm -hmm. are just going to feel like life together you know, right. like later. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I do think that there's things like walking through a museum of course, now they have the whole museum to themselves. Right. It's late at night. They're having dinner there. We felt really, we felt, Bill and I felt a lot of empathy for the people doing sound this episode because yes. they kept putting these dinners in these really wide open spaces where I was like, these poor sound people yes. um, have to be so annoyed by this. But yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right. Next concept. Yeah, right. bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, so we got to everyone's favorite thing, um, which is a sporting event where people can get hurt. Um, this time it was football. Um, what What do you think? Is there any benefit in this? Is what What can you learn from this about a future spouse? The only thing that I can possibly think of is if somebody's just willing to like have a good time and play along. Yeah. And I guess if you really are looking for a partner that you can participate in contact sports with, <laughs> um, maybe maybe these are useful dates. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like for me, I would want like you want somebody who's willing to participate um, and have fun but also it doesn't go like crazy about it. Right. Like you want the gym from the office level of like they participate, but they're not like Dwight where they're like, you know, clotheslining people. But I feel like you could find that in any other thing. And it's not like any of them, you have to worry about them not being in shape because every, obviously everyone there is, you know, healthy and attractive. So you, you have a quote that Zach. Made. Yes. Yes. So I thought that this was actually really funny so Zach said, football is like love. It's extremely hard on your body and often leads to debilitating brain injuries. Sorry, debilitating brain injuries. And I was like, oh my goodness, it is a really funny line. And, um, and I was like, did somebody pitch this to him? Are we seeing personality breakthrough? Or was the AI just really great? <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe he is funny. Like maybe we're just not seeing it, but man, bring it out, Zach, because right now you are boring. As somebody that studies this stuff, is love, is love like football, Bill? Is this a good metaphor? <laughs> I don't know, but one of my questions was, is there a sport that you would like, like this would be the sport that I could learn something about a significant other? I had a chiropractor once that was like really big that golf was a really good way to learn about. He's like, whenever I think about getting in business with people, I want to go golfing with them. He's like, because it's a sport where you keep track of your own score. There's a lot of integrity involved. And he said, I feel like you can learn a lot about them. And I was like, Oh, you know, that's pretty good. Um, I was going to suggest short. Uh, I was going to suggest golf. Okay. 
but I hate golf. Um, I'm really, really, really bad at it. But I was trying to think about sports too that would allow you to kind of participate in an activity together uh-huh. while also having conversation. Right. And so I was thinking about like golf, mini golf, bowling, right? right? Some of these dates where All of the questionable sports that somebody, <laughs> some bro is going to be like, "There's no sport." Cheerleading, you know. <laughs> debate team (laughs) yeah I mean I was like trying to think about what are because I do think that it is helpful to sometimes have like okay we have an activity that we're doing together Uh uh-huh so there's an objective right Right. we have something to keep us busy yeah and if conversation is awkward we can like oh look at me hit this ball I don't know you have something else that you can direct attention to but right um you also have a chance to sit and talk to each other like unlike going to the movies or something where you know there's not as much pressure to keep the conversation up but at the end you maybe don't know as much about a person yeah I think activities like the ones you listed are really good for first dates but like in the in the essence of the bachelor, I don't think they would be good if they're like, now you're gonna play nine holes of golf. Whoever wins gets to be with Zach. Is there a sport that they would bring up and you'd be like, Yeah, these these fools are in trouble. Danielle's gonna dominate this. No. So no. I'm not a very competitive person when it comes mm-hmm. to athletics or like board games. I just don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm kind of like this is probably why I shouldn't have, I played a lot of sports in high school, but probably why I was really terrible Yeah, is like track. I'd be like, yeah, this sucks and this hurts, but like, what difference does it make if I win or lose? Like, nobody cares if I won this track meet, this like race in like ninth grade. So (laughs) I, you know, I think I was just like, you know, not going to, you know, put my lungs on fire for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wasn't your dad a wrestling coach yes my dad coached a lot of different sports and i feel I like he couldn't have appreciated that attitude probably not i will say though i like loved i loved being in the audience cheering for people so <laughs> i loved going to wrestling meets and just screaming on the sidelines hmm. um but i wasn't all that into it <laughs> as a participant <laughs> Uh, all right. What do you got for a wild card concept? All right. So I was thinking about our conversation about the woman from South Dakota and all of her Botox and Botox making her old. And I went down an internet spiral and I, I became kind of fascinated that apparently there has been a lot of, there's been research on the connection between people that get Botox and like happiness. And okay, so one of the things that I teach is nonverbal communication. So we look at gestures, tone of voice, facial expressions, um, body postures, all sorts of things like that. And what was fascinating about this research is that it isn't just saying, hey, maybe people that have Botox are happier because they're more satisfied with their appearance, but that like, because people with Botox can't scowl, can't 
frown than like the physical, like not allowing their face to engage those muscles means that it's not triggering some of those same feelings in their bodies. It takes away the RBF. <laughs> yes. And so it was, well, maybe I, I suppose it could create it, but yeah, because like you can't, yeah, you can't scowl with it. That's really interesting. Like I, wonder, I wonder too, if it like, like then it makes you less likely for other people, like other people are going to smile at you because, you know, like re- smiling is a reciprocal thing. Well, oh. yes. And so that like, you also yeah. can't scowl at other people. And so, um, it, it was pretty fascinating because also like in theater, there's kind of a debate or some different approaches to acting and it's kind of a chicken and an egg sort of an argument. But one approach to acting is that you might feel so, like you try to imagine or think a certain way and then that will produce uh, the actions, the expression on stage. So, for example, if you have a crying scene That's where you'll hear people say, you know, think about your dog dying and then like you'll start crying. Another approach is to sort of say, no, what you need to do is actually embody it. So what do people look like when they're sad? So you make the facial expressions, you make the the postures, and then that elicits a feeling. Hmm. And so this becomes really interesting where it is sort of saying along the lines of the second approach that how you like how your body can move and like creates a uh, an emotional response and um I just thought that that was really 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 fascinating really cool Um, growing up my mom or someone would say something really annoyingly positive like smile even if you're in a bad mood it improves it improves your mood by 25% or smile. Even if it's fake, it improves your mood by 25%. And I was always like, so annoyed by this. And I'm like looking at these articles and like, there's like legit research on Botox and happiness and nonverbals. And so anyway, I thought that that was fascinating, not really related to this week's episodes, but I felt like, I think that's really, I might be intrigued. So there you go. There is that one girl that, uh, on there that clearly has had lip injections that's yeah and I don't know if lip injections would be the same in terms of but well, all that I know is pouty. it makes you make like a pouty face a duck face if, you I watching, know if... if you're not watching I'm making the face by the way folks and Danielle is looking at me like I've lost it so I just actually I'm just like I keep going with it I'm like just <laughs> pretending like Bill's not even making ridiculous faces right now I'm like now I'm like thinking oh could my therapist write me like a note for Botox oh. and then I could write it off as part of my treatment, treatment. dang get my FSA I don't know my flex spending <laughs> I love it <laughs> all right Lessons Come learned. Come back here for some Botox hacks. <laughs> Sponsored by Cabela. Cabela uh, Ky- was that one of the Botoxes? I have no idea. I think I think one of the companies, Cabela. I think. All right. Well, we'll look it up. Yeah. Or not. It's Friday. <laughs> I'm likely going to forget about it in 20 minutes. All right. Lessons learned.
I don't know. I'm still processing this episode. I was, were you shocked that Christina got kicked off? Oh yeah. I thought, I thought she was going to be, we were watching it together and we were both like, oh, they're going to keep her. They're going to keep her. And then he said her name was, but I think she's going to come back. See, I sort of think that too. I was just surprised because she's such a dynamic character. Like I actually love at the rose ceremony, all the memes of her making different faces. And then when she's fudge um it's just so wonderful um yeah I don't know I was kind of shocked by that but I will say I said this on our first episode that I think Zach is going to be surprisingly decisive and I kind of am still holding by that yeah no I I agree with you he he seems to be like I'm I'm gonna deal with this and I'm gonna move on so um yeah cool What'd you learn, Bill? Uh, I learned that it doesn't pay to get drunk and handsy, apparently, <laughs> from what you said about the first night. No, um, lots of politicians will tell you that, too. Um, <laughs> I learned that uh, that Botox can help you be happier. My mind's blown by that. I You've thrown me. I wish you would have. I would have known that was coming. Now it's like that's all I can think about. <laughs> We have to record Danielle's podcast right after this. And I'm going to have a hard time flipping into like my poetry voice and and being less like garish like than I normally am for that one. You can do it, Bill. I believe I have in to you. put on my NPR voice. I believe in you, Bill. Thank you. That was uh, just like creepy. I don't know. <laughs> I believe in you, Bill. Bill, Bill I believe in you. <laughs> you went from smoker to... To Southern Smoker in two different voices. <laughs> I'm here all day, folks. All day. City shout out. Uh, Bowdenham, Maine. Uh, we had a listener from Bowdenham, Maine, which, hey, thanks, y'all. Uh, it's a city of 39 square miles. Uh, it has a population of 734. So big city, big city. Um, it has public schools. Uh, sites of interest, there's a wildlife management area, Mary Meeting Bay, the Sands, uh, Maley Waterfront Park, notable people, Carol Blake, um, Gardner Colby, Robert Brown Hall, he's a composer of marching band music, um, Pop Williams, he was a baseball player, so it's uh, about all I got on them, although I once uh, applied for a job in Maine, and I really fell in love with the state, and I was really wanted this job. I was like, this is awesome. Um, so, yeah, you folks in now Maine, you... hit us up. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you, Maine. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we go, Danielle? That's it. That's all I got. That's all the con. I know you all are like, wow, they really had this together, and they have... This was an episode of perseverance. All right. It is a <laughs> you don't know how hard we have worked to make this seem like such a seamless operation today. <laughs> you know, we said some interesting things in between technical difficulties. So and it's Friday. Yeah. I feel like this was the perfect Friday episode. Come come keep tuning in. We'll yeah. we'll only get better. <laughs> well, everyone enjoy your weekend and we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Bachademia with your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at Bachadamia. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.